0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, December 13th. Today on the show, Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy, but he is not who I voted number one on my ballot. I'll tell you who that was. The Tennessee Volunteers got some big football news over the weekend. The Nashville Predators just keep winning hockey games. But we begin with the Tennessee Titans snapping their two-game losing streak in dominant fashion. Make sure you check out the Kingston Group if you own a home and you're about to make a big financial decision either now or next month or next year. Just talk to the people at the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Have a conversation with them. I promise you, you will learn something from them. And even if you don't use them, you will benefit because their process is the best in the city. They're award-winning for a reason. You can trust the name, the Kingston Group. I promise you. Go check them out. BuildKG.com. The Tennessee Titans snapped their two-game losing streak in thorough fashion on Sunday at Nissan Stadium in a 20-0 shutout win over the crumbling Jacksonville Jaguars. The offense did leave much to be desired, but got the game started with an opening drive touchdown and then did just enough while the defense played one of its best games of the entire season. After giving the ball away nine times in two losses, the Titans finally flipped the turnover battle on its head, intercepting rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence four times. It wasn't just turnovers, however, that led to the first home shutout by the Titans since the year 2000. The Titans gave up just eight yards rushing on eight carries, completely and utterly dominating the Jacksonville offensive line. Lawrence threw the four picks. He was sacked three times. The offensive line committed numerous penalties, completely stifling what looks like an almost worthless Jacksonville offense. In fact, it was only the second time that an Urban Meyer coached football team on any level has ever been shut out. As I mentioned, the offense wasn't all that great. They didn't turn those turnovers into touchdowns, but they did just enough. They ran for over 100 yards for the third straight time. Deontay Foreman had 42 yards rushing. Julio Jones was back in action, played 32 snaps, caught four passes for 34 yards, and getting him back on the field is a huge help for Ryan Tannehill. Again, the offense wasn't great, but they didn't have to be because this Urban Meyer thing and this Jaguars team – is an absolute dumpster fire. And a 20 to nothing shutout win in thorough fashion is exactly what you wanted to see from this football team. This Titans team won its ninth game of the season, guaranteeing a winning record for the sixth consecutive year. That is no small accomplishment in the NFL. And they inched their way closer to clinching yet another AFC South Division title. They've won now eight straight against Jacksonville and have a chance to go 5-1 and one in the division. Not one team left on their schedule has a winning record, and this team could be getting healthier as the weeks go by. The bye week clearly helped, as this team is much healthier today than it was two weeks ago in the disappointing loss to New England. What you wanted to see from this football team, again, throw the statistics out, uh, the shutout is awesome, but what you wanted to see was a workmanlike professional performance against a football team that right now, Jacksonville, is anything but professional. Urban Meyer can't keep his team in line. They are completely self-destructing. Players are turning against players. Coaches are turning against coaches. It is a complete dumpster fire. As a side note, and what we would really like is for Urban Meyer to stay in Jacksonville for a variety of reasons. It makes the Jaguars beatable, and my God, does it make good internet content. But maybe don't amplify it, because we want him to keep his job for as long as possible. Anyway, hell of a performance by the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Four games left to go. They begin with the Steelers coming up next weekend. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young scored 684 first-place votes and easily became the first-ever Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night. He got 83% of the first-place votes, 7th-highest all-time, and was on 90% of all ballots, also 7th-highest of all-time. Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson finished second, the highest finish for a defensive player since Charles Woodson won the award in 1997. Hutchinson and Pittsburgh's Hugh Green in 1980 are the only two defensive linemen to ever finish as high as second place in the last 60 years for the Heisman Trophy. The Michigan defensive end could be the number one overall pick in next spring's NFL draft. Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett finished third, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud was fourth, and Alabama linebacker Will Anderson finished fifth. It is the first time since 1962 that two defensive players finished in the top five. It is Alabama's fourth Heisman Trophy winner and their second in a row, making them only the fifth school in NCAA history to win back-to-back Heisman Trophies. And, of course, all four of them have come under Nick Saban. Mark Ingram in 2009, Derek Henry, of course, in 2015, Devontae Smith last year, and now Young. After 105 years of playing college football and no Heisman Trophies, Alabama now trails only Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and USC in number of Heismans won. They have all won seven such stiff armed trophies. On my ballot, I voted Will Anderson, outside linebacker for Alabama, number one, Aiden Hutchinson, number two, from Michigan, and Bryce Young at number three. Defense made a huge comeback in college football this season. It's why teams won championships, and it's why Georgia was number one all year, and it's why Michigan finally beat Ohio State. It's why Cincinnati made the playoff. And it really wasn't all that hard to find worthy defensive candidates for the most coveted award in all of sports. For my money, Anderson was college football's most dominant player from start to finish and was statistically the most impactful and outstanding human being in the game this season. He is the best football player I saw on any team in 2021. He posted ridiculously huge statistical numbers, dominated critical games, and led his team to a number one overall ranking, along with an SEC championship and a huge upset over Georgia. Hutchinson set school records with 14 sacks, played his biggest games against the biggest opponents in the biggest games of the year, and also led his team to its first conference championship since 2004 and Michigan's first ever playoff berth. Young is totally deserving and is an outstanding player and put up big numbers and came up huge against Georgia, there's no question. But I think if you really look hard enough, you see that Hutchinson changed the path of Big Ten football in Michigan's entire season and was more impactful than almost anybody else in college football. And if you compare him to Anderson, the only difference is that Anderson is just far more statistically dominant throughout the course of the entire season. They were the best two football players I saw all season. I have no problem with Bryce Young winning the award, but I had Anderson one, Hutchinson two, and Bryce Young three. Tennessee Volunteers quarterback Hendon Hooker made some news on Sunday by announcing he was returning to Knoxville for his final college season by way of social media. I would argue it was a foregone conclusion as he doesn't really profile as an NFL prospect, but making it official for Josh Heupel and Big Orange Nation was great news. Outside of reigning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, a pretty easy case can be made for Hendon Hooker to be the next best quarterback in the SEC entering the preseason next year. He finished the regular season third in the nation in quarterback rating, tied for third in the nation at 9.8 yards per attempt, both of which were better than Bryce Young, and a sterling 26-3 touchdown-to-interception ratio, which of course doesn't include his 561 yards and five touchdowns rushing. After Josh Heupel completely overthought the quarterback situation in the preseason by starting Joe Milton, which we told you was going to happen, Hendon Hooker took over and went 6-4 and four as a starter, winning four SEC games, almost beating Ole Miss, and almost led a comeback off the bench against eventual ACC champion Pittsburgh. Otherwise, Hooker's numbers and the Vols' record might have even been better than what they were. Now, the Vols' starting quarterback gets a full postseason, offseason, spring practice, and summer camp working in Heupel's offense as the unquestioned starting quarterback for the University of Tennessee. And that should have fans incredibly excited for his upside and this offense's upside next fall. If a headline about a Nashville Predators game does not have UC Saros's name in it, then I am not sure I believe it actually happened. The Predators wrapped up a clean eight-point sweep of a four-game road trip on Sunday night with a 1-0 shutout over one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference without either Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne. Duchesne was scratched with an upper body injury, and Johansson was placed on the COVID-19 list, so that's not great news. But the Predators are 17-10-1 and have won five straight games, and it is because of UC Soros. Saros makes 29 saves on the road in a win over Dallas. Saros makes 32 saves and shuts out the Rangers. Preds win on the road in come-from-behind fashion without UC Saros. See? He even belongs in the headline when he doesn't play. Saros has been absurd, and he is the reason this team is winning, just like last year. And without Johansson or Duchesne, the Preds will need some supporting goal scoring. The good news there is that those pieces have jumped to life. Ellie Tolvanen scored in four straight games, including a last minute game winner over the Islanders. Philip Tomasino buried a game winner in Madison Square Garden on Sunday, and Yaakov Trennan's third period goal on Friday eventually saved two points. Trennan is 25, Tolvanen is 22, and Tomasino is 20. Having a second layer of goal scoring behind the big guns will definitely be the difference between making a playoff run and sitting at home in the spring, especially if those big guns keep missing games. Needless to say, expectations are changing quickly for this Predators hockey team. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. That sort of says it all right there. The website is buildkg.com. Go check it out. Go look at their work. Go follow them on the socials. They have fantastic stuff all over the city, and they're successful for a reason. That's the Kingston Group, buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Brayden Gall. Please share the show. Follow me on the Twitters, at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, and at 440 Media on Instagram. Thank you guys all for listening. Again, this has been the 440 for Monday, December 13th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Brayden Gall, music by William Tyler.